You're listening to Getting Big and Green. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Laura. And we like talking about health, wellness, and eco-friendliness in a fun and approachable way. This week on the podcast, we're talking about something I created called the Insta 100 Challenge. Can't believe Guinea Pig and Green invented something. Let's get to it. <laughs> Welcome back to Guinea Pig and Green. Hi, Steph. Hi, Laura. How are you doing? I'm great. Sorry, I didn't mean to take credit in that intro for something <laughs> that you that you solely no. created and then convinced me to do. Not at all. I'm just happy that you didn't laugh me out of the room when I first suggested it to you um, because it is kind of a weird idea that just came to me and I don't know, I was on a walk or something. Um, But yeah, you were totally supportive and now I've got my boyfriend on board so um, I'm hoping that it'll take off because for me it's been huge and I think it's made a big difference for you as well, right? Yeah, although, to be honest, when you told me about it, I was completely resistant to it. Mm-hmm. I remember. <laughs> I think, just get it out of the way. Okay. What is the Insta 100 Challenge? So the Insta 100 Challenge is basically just a catchy name that means reduce the amount of people that you're following to under 100 people. But this is kind of a vague guideline because in reality, you could also take it to mean reduce the number of people you're following by 100, which I think could also be really helpful for people. Um, maybe 100 seems too small for you, but I just like the idea that we're talking about reducing the number of people that you're following um, so that you can have a more condensed, beautiful, lovely feed to scroll through and to spend less time on social media. Yeah, when you first told me about your idea for this challenge, you had already done it. And I think I was following like 480 people and I thought you were totally crazy and uh, did not want to let go of all of these accounts that I follow but do not know personally. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But I'm really glad that I think immediately after our conversation, um, we stayed, we were, we were um, not Skyping, but we used Google Plus to chat and while I had you on Google+, Plus, I was going through my feed, and you were going through my fo- uh, who I was following, and you were like, who's this? Why are you following them? What are you like? <laughs> um, and just there, we, I think we were able to slash that 480 down to under 300 within a few minutes. Right. Um, yeah, and it was insane. So, yeah. So today, I am at 156. Yay! Which is, which is a huge purge. That's a huge purge. I'm at 99, I think. I may have just added one yesterday I don't remember but 99 I'm, I'm, I'm under 100 and um, and I'm really happy about it but I know that you had a lot of resistance and I had to explain the concept to you three four times and I was kind of feeling a little bit um, insecure as I explained it like oh maybe this is not a great idea as I thought it was um, but then by the time I had you on board I was really feeling like okay you know what this is a good idea and here's why here's why I figured out that this is good so I want to talk about the reasoning behind why we both felt attracted to this idea um, me instantly, you eventually. (laughs) Um, So I'll start with one reason, which is that I just felt like I was spending a lot of time on Instagram, but never feeling like I was spending enough time on it. I always had this feeling of, you could call it scarcity mentality. Like I was never gonna get all caught up. There were too many things to look at. And 
of course, that triggered my comparison um, and envy habits, which I'm really trying to break, that's a huge trigger for me, is comparing myself to other people. So I really felt like, whoa, I'm spending way too much time on this thing. And not only that, it's not making me feel good at all. It's making me feel behind in more ways than one. And that's just not the kind of sensation that I want to have in my day-to-day -day life because it is part of your day-to-day -day life if you think about it. It's like several times a day that you're creating certain feelings in yourself. So I just realized that those feelings I was creating were definitely not in line with my values and wanted to find a way to kind of fix that. Yeah, I think um, I'd experienced that too where my the people that I was following were active enough on Instagram that if I missed a day or even if I wasn't checking more than once a day I <sighs> would feel as if I missed something because I couldn't get all the way caught up to the last picture that I had seen and then I was like what happens to those pictures in limbo like what if there was something in there that would have made me like really happy to see or something um so yeah it's just like that feeling of not being on top of it, which is so weird because by no means do you have to feel on top of your social networks. Um, but now, now that I'm at 156, if I don't check it for a day or a few hours, there are only a handful of pictures. And I like that so much more because they're the pictures that I want to be seeing. Totally. I mean, I don't know if anyone would remember this, but from um, the episode where we interviewed Jess Sternberg, the founder of Free Label, I was mentioning that there were only about seven accounts that I really loved, and most of them were personal friends who have excellent social media presences, um, or brands that I really loved, or bloggers, and I would just go into my Instagram feeling overwhelmed and then just type their names <laughs> into the search bar to see what they had posted, and then kind of sometimes just be like, oh, forget it with the rest. But other times I would actually force myself or not, it didn't feel like I was forcing myself at the time, but I, I really was forcing myself to go through and scroll through every single picture until I got to the end of what I had seen. And if anyone has tried to do this before, you know that you can't like close the app, you can't <laughs> click through to a person's profile, you can't like set your phone down because the app will like restart at the beginning um, before you get to the end of your feed. It's like such an emergency. Mm -hmm. So you kind of just have to sit with your phone, not looking up, not closing the app or doing anything else, not taking a break, but actually just scroll through, scroll through, scroll through until you get to that last picture you remember seeing. And like I said, those are just not great feelings. It makes you feel trapped, you know, it makes you feel um, like you don't really have a choice in the matter and um, not to mention the fact that not all the pictures you're seeing you're even registering. That was another huge reason for me is that I was noticing more and more that there were some accounts that I literally just scrolled past. Like I didn't barely even register the photo. For me that was often like home decor accounts which they always seem to post pictures of rooms that look exactly the same or textiles that look exactly the same or those nature accounts, which are gorgeous and beautiful and amazing. And I'm not, you know, um, putting down any of those amazing photography accounts, but the truth was that I was getting so saturated with those kinds of photos that I wasn't appreciating them. I was just scrolling past pictures of the Grand Canyon or, you know, the Great Barrier Reef or whatever it is that those people are lucky enough to do. And I wasn't even fully integrating the, that kind of beauty that I used as a reason for why I should follow those accounts. 
I was like, they're so beautiful, they're adding to my life, but in reality, I wasn't even truly appreciating them. Yeah, I relate to that entirely. Um, all of these really, what would be incredible pictures start to blend together when you're scrolling through them that quickly or when you're seeing them every day. And I just didn't want to have that relationship with, um, with the pictures that I was seeing and with who I was subscribed to. Yeah, I know. And I think the reason that this maybe felt like an extreme idea for you at the beginning, and even me initially, was that um, I think it's one of those things we don't really think about, right? Who we're following on Instagram. If anything, we're thinking about who's following us and how many followers we can get. Um, so to take the opposite approach feels a little, I don't want to say counterintuitive, but just something we don't even think about at all. I think Instagram is a pretty new um, platform, and I think when it came out, we didn't think twice about following someone and just adding them to our list and just adding them to our feed and the more the better. And um, I think what you and I both eventually found when we really did look at this carefully was that it wasn't the more the better. Having more was not contributing to my feelings of abundance, um, which is a mindset that I'm always trying to cultivate. Um, so this is one of those um, instances where having less can actually be more abundant and better. It's actually close to one of your New Year's intentions, which is to be essential, right? And to be intentional. So about who you're following and about what that person or that feed or that photo does for you in your life. Yes, and um, on that same vein, um, I picked up Marie Kondo's second book, Spark Joy, uh, at Indigo the other day, and hey. so I'm I'm reading that right now. And Marie Kondo, for those of you who don't know, is um, she's hailed as a decluttering and tidying guru. She's Japanese, um, and her KonMari method of decluttering is kind of famous. She has a few books. She's been on a few podcasts, and um, so I saw this at the bookstore and I was like, this will help me be essential. I have to get this. <laughs> um, but her major message is when you're decluttering your home to pick up an item, to really look at it and say like, does this spark joy for me? And that's how you decide what to keep. If something sparks joy, you keep it. And it, it's not about figuring out what to get rid of so much as getting really clear on the things that you want to keep that do have those feelings and then everything else just starts to fall away. And I think what you had said to me that eventually convinced me and got me on board to do the Insta 100 stuff is that you said, imagine going on Instagram and feeling as excited to see every picture as you do about the humans of New York pictures. And mm -hmm. I was like, that's totally true. There are, there's a hierarchy of, in my Instagram, pictures that I'll pay attention to and be like, oh yes, there was an update from this person versus accounts that I would totally just scroll, scroll by. Yeah, I, I 100%. I think the spark joy question is an amazing one because it just gets rid of all of the other excuses and weird thoughts that might come into play with, with something, including, um, we talked about this briefly initially when I introduced it to you, and earlier before we started recording this episode, which is that we get this sense of attachment to the people that we follow. And that's also not a great mental habit. We have this thing like, you can't take that account away from me. Like, you can't take those people away from me that I follow on Instagram. Like, they become almost part of your identity. Like, 
oh, I'm the kind of person who follows healthy smoothie recipes, or I'm the kind of person who follows these beautiful photography accounts. And it starts to become something that you make about your individuality, your uniqueness, um, and you just get too identified with those people. Um, so I think asking yourself the question, does this really spark joy? Is this as excited as I am about Humans of New York or that blogger that everything she does like is gold for me? Um, that can just help you eliminate all of the other um, basically crap that you bring up when someone is trying to tell you reduce your followers to a hundred um, and you're like no that's who I am you know I can't I can't get rid of following all these yoga accounts I'm a yoga teacher but in reality maybe there's only one yoga account that really makes you feel inspired and the rest of them you almost feel a sense of obligation because they're the big yoga accounts that you're supposed to follow you know what I mean <laughs> Exactly. When I see, if I see another vegan smoothie bowl, <laughs> I, um, yeah, so I've just been, it's funny because you, I didn't even realize how many accounts I was posting, or sorry, I was following that were posting the exact same thing. I know. I'm just like, I'm like, I can't even tell these accounts apart. I think exactly. I just, yeah. Um, and some of them, I was like, I don't even remember consciously deciding to follow this account. Right, because it looks so generic. Mm -hmm. um, and I think they mentioned this a little bit on, a, on an earlier podcast, but we're also not just talking about the photo itself, but maybe you just get a vibe from someone and you haven't been letting yourself listen to that because you're like, oh, that's weird, you know, that I would think that, that what do I have against that person? Um, but really, maybe it's the way that they are... Um, using sponsorships in a weird way, or maybe it's just the way they talk, or maybe you've heard something about them as a person that just makes you feel a little bit strange. Like that can also be a really good reason to unfollow someone and not feel a sense of obligation to continue to let them into your life, right? Um, and I think we talked about that earlier about yoga accounts and how some of them make you feel amazing, like Yoga Girl and others, which I won't name, just make you feel a little weird. and and that they're not really embodying yoga. So I think um, taking the whole account and the whole person and all the photos into account is really important because like I said, this is something you're actually letting into your life. You're letting it into your atmosphere and um, it should be something that you're more intentional about, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then, I mean, that's really easy to do for celebrities and people that you don't know in person. Um, and I'll fully admit, I think the hardest thing for me was unfollowing acquaintances, Un unfollowing people that, uh, I know I might even be like marginally friends with who I just felt guilty. I didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Um, right. I didn't, and still like, I don't want anybody to think that if I unfollowed them in this whole Insta 100 purge that had anything that there's anything personal or that I like them any less than I did before Steph made me unfollow you. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so that was really hard for me. Is this, is there a social contract where if somebody's following you and you're sort of friends and you know each other, should you be following them back? Is it rude to unfollow? Is it, does it say something? What kind of message are you sending them? That to me, I think was the tri trickiest thing to navigate. Yeah, and for me too, 100%, it was the hardest part because, and there are still accounts that are on my feed that I feel this tremendous sense of 
equal parts, I really don't want to be following you and I don't feel like I can follow you because of X, Y, or Z. And I definitely agree with you. This is the hardest part to parse. For me, one thing that I um, tried to think about was where does it say that if we're friends, I have to follow you on every social media platform? Mm -hmm. Like, I am not unfriending people in real life or on Facebook, um, which is where I sort of collect the most variety of people that I've encountered in my past, as I think most of us do, you know, people you went to summer camp with or someone you met in your travels or whatever. Um, they all seem to congregate on Facebook um, if you're a person who has Facebook. Um, at least that's true for me. But I kind of was like, well, where does it say that if we're friends on Facebook, I also have to be friends with you on Instagram? And I think you're right. I think there is this weird kind of social contract and we really don't want to step on anybody's toes. Um, and it makes it kind of awkward sometimes. I mean, I've been made fun of in the past when I was out with this very, very, um, this group of people that I was really not friends with, like incredibly just acquaintances of mine, um, coworkers of a friend. So I was out with them and somehow the topic of Instagram came up and I literally was like, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Because it becomes this thing like let's trade um, Instagram handles and let's follow each other and I feel this weird thing with that where my hand is forced and I know as I'm saying this it's like I realize it's not that big of a deal it's just Instagram but since we're talking about it on the show let's just go there um, because I think a lot of people use it as a way to sort of just post updates and they don't um, curate their feed at all or or make a point to share something inspiring or uplifting which and is totally fine yeah I was just about to say 100% totally fine but everybody has the choice of who they want to follow and what kinds of content they want to see and for me um, especially if I'm not very good friends with you that's not the kind of content I want to see is just a picture of your lunch or you know a picture of your grandma who I've never met um, that's sweet and it's good for you and documentation is awesome, but that's just, I don't wanna, I don't really need to have that in my feed. And, um, and so that becomes really awkward because um, then they're following you, you're following them because you had to at this weird social event. Um, and then you're like, well, how soon can I unfollow this account? That makes me feel <laughs> weird. <laughs> um, and, and I definitely still struggle with that. And I think when I first told you about it, you were like, oh my gosh, Steph, you're being so, um, I don't even know what the word is, like, you're just like slashing people right and left off your feed with no thought oh, to anyone. You're cutthroat. Yeah, I'm cutthroat. <laughs> and I was like, well, I've given it a lot of thought, you know, and I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings, but um, just, I mean, just because you have an Instagram account doesn't mean I have to follow it. And that yeah. goes for you too. I have an Instagram account. I don't care whether you follow it or not. And I think that was a huge part of it for me too, is like letting go of all these numbers and letting go of all this like follow for follow stuff that is just nonsense. And, and just thinking about it as, well, we're not even really good friends. If you weren't following me, I wouldn't be offended. I don't care. I haven't seen you in five years. Um, 
so why am I <laughs> having this sense of obligation that is just on me, mm -hmm. you know? So it is, I agree with you. I think it's definitely complicated and it's hard, um, mm -hmm. especially when it's <laughs> a friend or whatever, but I don't know. I guess you have to weigh that balance of, um, of whether or not it's, yeah. it's an important relationship for you. It like makes my head spin that this little simple photo app is so politically and emotionally fraught. Um, I, <laughs> I really wish that it wasn't this way. Uh, yeah. And I totally admit to having been, un like having noticed that somebody has unfollowed me before and being like, oh, that kind of hurts. Like that's, I wonder why they unfollowed me. Mm -hmm. I, I hope it, and the thing is, it, it's not probably, it's most likely not because I posted something that offended them. Um, and I think that's what, I have to come to terms with and that um, I've noticed that by unfollowing a lot of people and making Instagram more about what are the pictures that I want to be seeing rather than about how does this social network posture posture me is that even I or like how do I posture myself through this social account <laughs> um, even just like unfollowing a lot of people it's made me a lot less focused on who's liking my pictures, mm -hmm. for example, um, and a lot more understanding of people who would want to unfollow me too. So I think even though it feels like you're being cutthroat to other people, it's a way of being kinder to yourself and showing yourself that, oh, actually it doesn't, it, it doesn't have to be like this. Yeah, I love that you put it that way. It totally is. It's about prioritizing, you know, your own sometimes mental health <laughs> in a way, you know, mm -hmm. your own, um, I know when I go into a comparison spiral, that is not healthy for me and that can really affect me. So, um, I think it's, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, we're always told like, just do you and be yourself and not everyone's going to like you and that's okay. Um, and I think this is kind of like the flip side of that. It's like, you're not going to like everyone's content and that's also okay. Um, mm -hmm. you don't have to pretend like everyone is your style. And, you know, even saying that, I kind of, I'm listening to myself and I'm like, oh my gosh, be a little bit more politically correct. Like, why are you being um, so mean or rude or whatever? But, um, and I can see how it's a little socially unacceptable to say these kinds of things, um, whether it's about Instagram or any other kind of friendship. But I think that it is something that I want to be thinking about. Um, mm -hmm. You know, that quote, you're the average of the five people you surround yourself with. Well, as we move into being tuned into social media and television and um, movies, I think we can say we're also the average of the content that we that we consume. And so I think it is important to be mindful about what kind of content you are consuming. Yeah. And then in like in Marie Kondo's whole fashion of putting your focus on what is it that you're keeping rather than what is it that you're discarding. Mm -hmm. Right now I feel as though when I scroll through my Instagram account at the end of the day and there are maybe 10 photo updates or maximum of 30 as opposed to hundreds, right. I have like, it's like this little treat at the end of the day where it's just really nice and I get to see these nicely curated photos of either accounts that I am really intentional intentional about following or people who I feel close to or want to stay so like or want to stay very connected to um mm. and it just it's that much more meaningful 
So whereas Instagram used to be this mindless app for me that I didn't feel on top of, now I feel as though I'm being much more intentional with it and I'm getting more out of it, even though there are fewer pictures. Yeah, so true. I mean, not only is there less scrolling, there's just physically less time on your phone or on your iPad or whatever it is that you use. Like, it's pretty hard and sometimes I want to go into mindless scrolling because, you know, you're just in the mood. But it's actually hard now to do that. You know, you can go to the explore page and you can like maybe click on a few, but I always lose steam <laughs> after like yeah. clicking on like one, maybe two. And I realized that because I have to actually go looking for it, I realized, okay, why am I doing this? This is, this is not what I want to be doing. And I close it and it's that easy. And so it's actually a reminder to me too of how I want to be spending my time. You know, like I used to be checking my Instagram several times a day and now I know that if I do check it like you said it's a treat I know that I'll like the photos that are there but I also know that I'll probably only be on it for like two minutes max because I physically can't spend any more time on it unless I click through to some people's profile which for sure happens occasionally but so much less than it used to like so mm. much less than it used to and you have that feeling like we talked about of abundance where you feel caught up you don't feel behind you don't feel like you're lacking you don't feel like you're missing something you feel caught up you feel replenished with nice things that you have um, curated or like you said you feel connected and closer to the people that you care about um, it's much easier to like you know lean over to my boyfriend and be like hey look at my friend who went skiing and look how beautiful it is because i'm not so focused on just like okay let me check all the photos in this feed yeah um, so i definitely think that 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 feeling that you get now or the feeling that i get now is is just so much better and it's also nice to because i went down to i think like i don't know 90 maybe and now i've been playing with some people that I eliminated, you know, giving them a trial run coming back, um, mostly bloggers and stuff, or, um, or just finding new accounts that I'm actually like really excited about and to add them in rather than just having countless numbers of people that I, like you said, can't differentiate between. Um, now it's like, I get to, it's sort of fun to like find some account that you're really excited about and be like, oh wow, this can actually like come into the fold and, and give me something every day. Um, so that's, that's kind of exciting too. It's kind of like making this platform more fun for me. <laughs> yeah, and I, I found that I'm getting much better at discerning which accounts are gonna give me that feeling as well. Mm -hmm. um, even just like when I'm going through my feed, every once in a while I'll encounter an account that I'm still following that maybe I shouldn't be. And it's mm -hmm. usually automatically apparent. As soon as I see a picture, I'm like, actually, I don't need to be following this person. And I know why I followed them. I know that I like their pictures of these desserts or of these yoga poses or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I know why I originally followed them, but it doesn't do anything for me. It's right. not making me, yeah, it's not making me happier. And you get to get rid of that weird feeling that you would get like sometimes, <laughs> I know we were talking about this before, where you'd be like scrolling through your feed and you'd be like, wait, who is that? It's like some stranger has just appeared <laughs> in your feed. You're like, I have no idea who that is, whether it's a food blogger who like never posts selfies or like some old friend or whatever. Um, but that feeling has been like totally eliminated, which is a, a, another bonus. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So yeah, so, I'm, at, I'm at 156 now, and it's just become hard again to keep moving down. I think the the first few unfollows were the hardest, mm-hmm. and then the middle chunks of a few hundred accounts was actually really easy. Once mm-hmm. I was got into a groove of being like, yes, this is not the kind of account that I need to be following. And now it's getting hard again because I'm down to accounts that you know, um, are somewhat more important to me. Right. But uh, I think I could get below 100. Well, I also feel like it's worth saying that the number itself is not really that important. Um, I chose Insta 100 because for me, um, it felt like just high enough to be a little bit like, whoa, this is a challenge, but still attainable. And I have not felt like I'm missing anything, if that hasn't been abundantly clear in this episode. Um, I have absolutely not felt like I'm missing out. And if I was, I would add up and I wouldn't feel a weird sense of going above 100 either, as long as I'm doing it intentionally. So I think 100, it doesn't really matter. Um, But I think that culling the number of accounts that you sort of mindlessly or unintentionally follow um, could be a really helpful exercise for anyone regardless of how many follow how many people you are following right now how many you'd eventually like to follow if this isn't something that's even important to you to know to get below 100 then just to be more mindful about who you're following i think is the real key yeah i definitely felt a sense of just releasing myself from instagram which is so silly and i feel so stupid admitting like how much of a hold like my phone has on me sometimes um but yeah it it really felt like I was able to take control of it again Mm -hmm. yeah I think especially as Instagram now becomes more of like a business tool and you know you're always told if you want to build a brand you have to have this like really strong brand presence and you have to be posting and responding to every single person's comment even if it's just sort of a weird one (laughs) and there can be this huge sense of obligation and um, fear of, of, of not getting to everything or fear that you're not doing enough and I think that that feeling that you mentioned of releasing yourself from the Mm -hmm. platform I definitely experienced I think that is probably the most valuable part for me is that now I mean yeah for sure I'll notice if like all of a sudden I've gained a follower and I'm like oh okay but um most of the time when you click through you see it's just a spam account and I think that just by doing this whole challenge for me, which I did over probably about a week, um, has really just, yeah, like you said, released it. Like, I I just really don't care as much as I did, which is what I wanted. (laughs) Exactly. Thank you for dragging me into this with you. You're welcome. (laughs) I love to drag you into things that you later thank me for. (laughs) Yeah, and then then overseeing my first few hundred unfollows. (laughs) That was was so funny. Well, it was like... (laughs) I mean, some people I knew would be your friends that I just didn't know, and then other people I was like, this is some weird account, man. You're like, why are you even following this person with no profile picture? And I was like, I oh, yeah. need to be following that person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was funny, too, and it was fun to go and... Because you were just unfollowing through your feed, and you didn't want to, like click off your feed to see how many you would reduce by so I would be like checking your number and be like oh Laura you're down to like 400 or you just crossed like 350 so it was 
was fun. It was a fun process. I feel like it could be something fun to do with a friend because oh they don't gosh. have that sense of attachment to the accounts yeah. that you have somehow developed this sense of like familiarity and attachment to. So, Insta 100 parties. That's yeah. <laughs> it's like a book club except for mental health and abundance. Exactly. All right. Well, if you guys feel like doing it, we're going to share the general outline on our blog in the show notes. But of course, you've heard us talk about it all through the episode. So let us know how it goes. You can leave us a comment um, at guineapeakinggreen.com or you can share with us on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. We're at Green Guinea Pigs on those two platforms. We would just love to hear from you. Um, so <laughs> let us know how, it, how this Insta 100 challenge goes and if you feel like subscribing to the show we would absolutely love that you can find us on itunes just search for guinea picking green and if you feel like leaving us a rating or a comment when you're there that would be amazing and that'll help get a show out to more people who want to talk about the same things that we do so thanks for listening guys thank you we'll talk to you soon bye